what is more important is to show to my younger ones at home that if your daddy can going back to school at 47, there's nothing that's going to stop you in your journey for learning. And as a role model in the company as well, that also gives a lot of uh, co-workers that confidence to say, hey, it is a step into the unknown. It's going to be difficult. We we'll never try it. Welcome to Agile Leaders Conversations. My name is Chen Chen and I'm an executive coach from Singapore. I specialize in leadership agility. Agile Leaders Conversations is a series of dialogues where we engage industry leaders in discussions of how they see and apply agility and navigate paradoxes as they lead and pivot in the new normal. My guest today is Mr. Ronnie Lee, General Manager of Lenovo Singapore. Hi everyone, thanks Shen for inviting me for this series. I'm currently leading the country for Lenovo Singapore. I've been with the IT industry for the past 25 years in various roles in the IT fraternity. I have gained many experience. Definitely the experience has been very fulfilling. And as part of the effort to continue learning, Chance Upon Chen Shen's book has been a good read for me and my team as we progress in the journey to upgrade ourselves. Mm. Just to give the audience an idea, I managed to chance upon Shenzhen's work in some polls, we have some discussions, and I find that the approach Shenzhen use is straightforward, easy to understand. She has a very clear methodology in her mind on how to help leaders grow. Back then, I wanted to give the team a circuit breaker survivor kit, I call it, and I thought what better way than to have a good book to accompany them during their two months lockdown. Of course, the fact that we are moving to a new normal, changes are needed. And most of the people I spoke to have given me very positive feedback. I really want to thank Shen Shen. Share with thank us you. your general thoughts of the book. find that this is not a typical book. You're based on the backdrop of leadership agility, which is very key in this new world, volatile, uncertain, and full of complexity and ambiguous. This is what I call a breath of fresh air. Because most of the enrichment books are heavy on theories, but Shen makes it something structured, yet the examples are lively. And from a personal point of view, it benefits me because I can see myself in a lot of these scenarios before through the different phase of my 25 years career. And uh, what is really in intriguing is if I'm going to read this in the next 25 years, I'll probably again gain new insights because... While situations have changed, some basic principles still stay, and I think it's important to gain this as the essence of the book. Your spirit of lifelong learning is very strong and self-reflection to continue to improve your practice and your effectiveness as a leader. I believe in this because skills are going to last you for a limited time, and as the society progresses, pushes technology, disruptions, what stay is your desire to do more. Besides reading the book, I have a bucket list at the age of 47, I jumped to my executive MBA program. I did it mainly for two reasons. One is I always wanted to do it, but what is also more important is to show to my younger ones at home that if your daddy can bring back to school at 47, there's nothing that's going to stop you in your journey for learning. And as a role model in the company, that also gives a lot of my co-workers that confidence to say, hey, it is a step into the unknown. It's going to be difficult. We we'll never try. You never know. This is very good to hear. We are aligned on the belief level that we have to keep moving forward, keep evolving. You never know until you try and we have the influence on people. Many leaders might not see themselves as leaders. They do not know that their behavior actually has an impact 
on others, demonstrating how things should be done. So let's talk a little bit about the book. Was there a paradox that resonated strongly with you? That's actually a difficult one because I was pondering it for the past week because there's so many of them. But again, one thing that hits me the most is really enforcing versus empowerment. That part is really relevant because at the earlier part of my career, leaders I follow adopted the enforcement style. It's always about leader being the subject matter expert, telling you that's the right thing to do, and you just follow. But eight, ten years back, I'm starting to realize this is not going to work because if you have only one brain in the group of 50, 200, the only source of information, I think, is quite sad. Then I become the bottleneck because I'm not empowering people to come with their ideas. I'm not enabling people to the max of their potential. It's quite sad in the sense that we have 50 to 200 talent and we are not able to tap on, which is why this paradox really hit me hard with that as a journey. Now what I set upon is to encourage leaders to take that bold move, to take a step back and allow the talent surrounding you to go and try. And the other aspect I always tell my talent, we work for very big corporations. The things we do, will comprise of areas that we will succeed, areas which we will fail. But you need to fail fast, you need to learn fast. I always remind them, if you have not learned to fail, you have failed to learn. That's why I put a mountain behind me. There's many ways to scale the mountain. It can be left, right, center, behind. But essentially, what we want to do is to reach the peak. Yes, yes. the multiple pathways to success. You brought out many good points and reminders for leaders. While we always know that leaders have to provide the direction in conventional times, right now leaders also have to guard against becoming the bottleneck. So if we now shift the lens to leadership agility, I'm wondering how do you see it? The way I look at it is very apt in the tech world because tech is always leading the charge for changes. When I started in my field, it is good enough to have three types of product. One to be your market share chaser, which is low end. Then you have the mainstream box where you recover some of your margin. And of course, you have high end to have thought leaders carrying your product. Now, if you adopt the same kind of principle, you will be in trouble because the needs and wants have become a lot more complicated. The user are expecting you to do a lot more to understand them to actually work out solutions. And sometimes we are faced with situations where we don't know what we don't know. And it's always this exploratory journey whereby you have to sit down with your customer, you go on POCs together, and that's where you find certain guidance. Today's thing, Jiao means you need the right framework to guide you in your actions. But what I would say for leaders is you do need to have a set of framework that will drive action with your customer, to venture into the unknown. And I think that creates a lot more stickiness. Gone are the days whereby it's a one-size-fits-all theory. Everybody wants to feel special because they are giving you not just the business, but they're also entrusting their trust to you as an organization to help them make it better. What you're saying is have inner compass and the framework, know what's important, Yep, if I would use it, know your true north, not just for yourself, but for your customers as well. Beyond that dollar and cents, beyond that budget, 
look towards partnership whereby you are really wholeheartedly driving the resources to help. And I think very often we tend to divert back to our old self to say, I'm here to sell you something, quickly buy something from me. But if you think of it from another angle, you may be taking a slightly longer selling cycle, but this customer is good uh, to you for life because if he likes what he's doing and get you to the next project, what you're doing, that's a continual effort. And I think in our world, we call it sell value rather than sell specs and price. So essentially, even a simple act of saying, hey, what kind of solutions to the customer also involves a deeper dive where groups are getting together. So the connection with the consumer is really key. Guided by the true north, then with agility, it is about keeping the true north as it is, but the approach is never fixed, right? This current situation, how are you changing the way you conduct your business? The most important thing we need to acknowledge is within the organization itself, our team members is the most important priority. For instance, while the government has started to relax regulations, you're allowed to go back to office. What we have told everyone is if there is no need to come to the office, please don't come and continue work from home. I'm very happy that this work from home policy that we have has started eight, 10 years ago. We have also started equipping people laptops so that they can work anywhere. We have always been giving people a good headset. I'm wearing a headset now. And of course, fundamentally, what is even more important is we look at future of work. And in this case, conducting first your office space to make sure that you allow collaboration because what we believe is a collaboration create even more sparks and we want people to continue to have an inventor's mentality to come in and say we may be good but no how to great let's go try and i think that also seeps into how we deal with the uh, marketplace how we deal with the partners and customer that we work with it's more about talking through understanding we want to also share with the customer what we have but at the same time listen to what they have to share on how we can make it better. That's where CX scores are important. That's where today we run surveys. We want to understand our stakeholders, what we have been doing well, but more importantly, the areas that they think we can take a stronger position. We are also taking the lead in some of the things we are doing. So for Lenovo, we want to bring smarter technology to the world. And yes, we have done it yet again. We are the first guy to bring in a 5G laptop and selling in some parts of the world now. We also have based on the customer need, decided on a new genre of products where we have laptops that are foldable and then it becomes a gigantic tablet because we foresee things that people don't see yet, but we are now hearing more customers. So I think that agility is something I cannot say is reserved for internal or external, but to have that overall agility makes a lot more sense. Effectively, I don't think it's just an IT development, but it's also a consideration of the culture you want to drive. Today, if you have a culture where the workforce is is highly motivated, the one that is really of a high level of trust, you also have to look into other aspects of it. And again, I have to say we are probably not towards the ideal state yet because we are also looking into compensation program. We are looking into HR benefits. To, if a greater portion starts to work from home, then how do we change our compensation program? How do we change the evaluation process? How do we make sure that remote working 
is not inferior to someone who reports to work every day. Now, work from home has been prevalent. A lot of our colleagues are actively working from home since eight to 10 years back. And we intend to continue to uh, uh, encourage our colleagues to adopt this new mode because it is really about outcome that we want to see. So far, we are pleased with what we have been seeing in the last three months. Yes, that's very good. And I think you also highlighted something about 5G. I need to research <laughs> and learn about it. <laughs> yeah. And Lenovo is definitely many steps ahead of my understanding of what 5G is. Yeah, then lying. Lenovo is taking the lead in educating the market what 5G yes, and how yes, it can yes, change yes. and power lives. Yep. And I think you strike a point, which is back to the first point I mentioned, lifelong learning. Your true north may be the same, your guiding principle will be the same, but as the marketplace change, the technology change, it's a question of really taking that first step forward. It is unknown, it is scary, but the minute you're into it, it becomes something very enriching because suddenly you can do the same amount of work in half the time, not just work, sometimes work slash play, and today, even in the, the world of gamification, we are even talking about lessons learned, where gaming is profession now. There are a lot of uh, topics out there, interestingly, under Industry 4.0 disruption. But I think to the uninitiated, I would say, pick a topic you are comfortable, find someone that you can relate to, and try to understand the essence, because once you do, any other topic is just an add-on. You highlighted one important thing, which is, Let's choose one area that we are interested in and then consistent effort over time, accumulatively, we will find ourselves moving forward. And that's really good advice. So what other advice do you have to veteran and aspiring leaders out there? <laughs> Many to start with, but one thing I would encourage leaders would be to seriously consider is that the agility part comes in almost at every phase of your working life as your status change. And again, it all started with something intriguing, something that is unfamiliar. What I would really encourage leaders to consider is what has worked for you previously is not going to work for you in future because the world is changing as we speak. And the worst thing to do is really to stand still as the bus is moving and then you'll get left behind. But really jump on board the bus. I mean, you may not have the full knowledge, but scale as you go. And uh, the people are the reason why they are leaders. Yeah, leadership goals, I must say. So many mentioned that there's no function for leaders unless you are serving people. The other point I really like to make to leaders is that reflection should be a daily part of your life because it is always good to remind yourself that you could have lived a better yesterday with what you have learned about yesterday that can be put into the tomorrow. Okay. It's very good to hear all this sharing from you, Ronnie. And I think by now, some of the viewers might be interested to connect with Ronnie. Feel free to connect with him on LinkedIn. I will leave his LinkedIn URL in the post. Yeah, thank you, Shenshen. I would like, on behalf of the team, also to thank you for reading a great book. We really like the RE model. In fact, I'm running through feedback sessions with them on their take on the book. And uh, I'll get you a summary soon. And I think they are all really gleaming with joy. And I, I hope with this, it is really just the first step for them to try out new things, embrace the unknown with confidence, and really to seek their true north with the right lens you know, towards mm -hmm. the changes we are looking at. Yes. So thank you for your time, Ronnie, and thanks so much for the support and affirmation.